Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. The following is rated MA. Some people may find it offensive. It contains language, adult themes and immature content, as well as fart jokes. There will be lots of fart jokes. Listener discretion is advised. You've been warned. This is the Weekly Watch, the footy is back, and the announcement we've seemingly been waiting forever for. Cameron Smith retires. I'll give you a personal insight into the Cameron Smith I know later in the potty. In this special episode, you'll hear from eight current or former superstars of the game, so enough of my dulcet tones. Let's rip in, legends. Most improved for last season, plenty of candidates. You do well to find a player that improved more than our guest, Bailey Sirenen. Sorry to embarrass you, mate. What changed? Um, yeah, just just confidence, mate. Yep. Yeah, confidence was massive. Um, I was given a go and um, I just tried to run with it, um, you know, building on every game and, and just getting used to playing back-to-back first-grade games. How much of that was finally being injury-free and how much of it was just improving as a, as a young footballer? Yeah, it's probably a mix of both. Yep. Really. Um, you know, growing up through the grades, I, I sort of struggled to put consecutive seasons together yep. with, with injuries, but um, you know, playing back to back seasons and back to back games really helps. Um, you know, you can you learn what you're good at and what you're not so good at and you can sort of work on those things. So more improvement left? Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's always always improvement. Um, you know, I've only played twenty odd games, so I feel like once you got to, you know, it's probably around that 50 game marks when you start becoming a regular sort of first grader. So I've still got a lot of improvement. Round one of the 2021 season is not too far away for the Parramatta Reels, the task of heading very much into the unknown. They've got the Brisbane Broncos at Suncorp Stadium, a new coach, some new faces. And a whole lot to prove. Eels hooker Reed Marnie joins us, mate. Born in Nambour, you weren't a Broncos fan as a little Reedy, were you? Nah, I actually wasn't. Um, surprisingly, um, I actually don't. I can't remember, but I actually, when I was a young child, I, I went for the Tigers. So I remember it was about. I must have been 05 because that's when they won the comp. So yep. that's when I would have jumped on the band. I would have jumped on the bandwagon. So. Um, you know, with the likes of Benji Marshall and stuff, there yeah. were the things he was doing. Um, as a kid, you wanted to be like him. So, I think one of my one of my good mates was a Tigers fan too. So, me and him sort of jumped on the bandwagon, and then I so I supported them for a few a few years, and um, and yeah, so bit bit of an odd you know, Queensland kid supporting uh, yeah. the West Tigers. Mate, it's hard to plan against a side when you don't know what the side's going to do. New coach for the Broncos. But round one, is it just about concentrating almost exclusively on yourselves and doing what you need to do and not even worrying about the opposition? Yeah, look, I think um, they're going to want to come out and and go bang, I think, and sort of turn their seed, turn their, you know, what everyone's saying about them around straight away. And 
Um, you know, I think last year we gave them a couple of touch-ups in both games. So yeah. I think they're going to really come after us and um, probably a big, big fuck you and, and we're going to come after you. So I don't know. I know Kevy's going to, Going to want to start off his career at, at the Broncos again, and as a coach, as um, as a winner. And I know you know we've got some great athletes there and great footy players at that yeah. club. So um, yeah, I think they're going to they're really going to come after us. So we probably yeah we're going to have to just worry about ourselves. And I think if we're at our best too um, by then, uh, it should be you know really good footy match. Mate, a quick chat about your journey. You actually started at the Bulldogs, didn't you? SG Ball, and then into under twenties, maybe. Yeah, I started at uh, at the Dogs, so SG Ball played the SG Ball season. Went up to the Bulldogs twenties for a couple of weeks, and then uh, before I knew it, I was I was over at Para. Amazing! And then mate. I think that was it, twenty sixteen. I think it was. Yeah, twenty sixteen. Okay, mate. What changed? Because in the space of just a few months, you'd gone from juniors to starting hooker in first grade. You've since cemented your spot. What changed for you to improve so much in such a short space of time? Yeah, I think. Um, oh, I think that that you know, twelve months was pretty crazy. Uh, we playing we we're playing twenties grand final, and then yeah. um, sort of after twenties grand final, um, there's sort of after twenties, there's really nothing else. You know what I mean? So, I sort of was just you know went back straight back to work, and I just went went about my business and. Um, you know, we we're trying to get a upgrade preseason somewhere, and I actually got Player of the Year for the twenties that year, so that obviously helped a little bit. And, yep. Um, and then I was just at work one afternoon and got a phone call saying that um, the, the power wanted to bring me up and do a six week training trial um, up in first grade. Sort of went from there and did the six week, and I said, you know, Brad, I mean, Brad pulled me in his office and said, um, can you come back after Chrissy? I said, mate, don't have to tell me twice. Yeah. Uh, come back after Chrissy, and then. He said pretty much just a week after Chris, you'll see how you're going. And then that sort of turned into the end of January. And then that sort of turned into, um, you know, staying for a trial match um, at Wenny. And that sort of said, you know, stay until the NRL trial. Um, and then I think I played about five minutes of the NRL trial up in Maitland that year. Yeah. And anyway, I couldn't wipe the smile off my face. I was just, <laughs> I just played a, like an NRL trial and I just, I was over the moon. The old girl was there too, so nice. Um, it was pre- it was pretty cool. And and then I think a week or so after that, I was at training and um, I was sort of we were doing a drill and Brad pulled me out and I thought, fuck, what have I done? Yeah. <laughs> and he sort of said, mate, we want to um, we want to sign you full time. He said, um, you in? I said, mate, done. Shook his hand right then and then on the field and um, yeah, I haven't looked back. And then you know, round fourteen that year, I, I played my first game for for Eels. So. Um, yeah, crazy, crazy. Uh, you know, eight nine months. You got a good relationship with the coach. Yeah, we've uh, we get on pretty well. I think um, you know myself feeling more comfortable around him. Obviously, yeah. a head coach can be pretty daunting um, yeah. as a young fella. So um, you know, you sometimes can be a bit worried of um, what you say and and how you say things, and you don't want to just sort of come off as a as an idiot or yep. a, or a, you know a shit bloke and stuff like that. And I think as a young fella, you sort of stand back a little bit off him and. Yeah. But now, obviously, that I've been at Para a few years and, um, you know, played 60-odd games under him, uh, me and him's relationship's pretty good and I'm I'm a pretty honest person and, and so is his, so is he. So uh, we get along really well and, we, you know, we joke and then we know when serious and keeps me on my toes as any coach would. But, um, yeah, me and Brad do have a very good uh, relationship. Thanks for the chat. Good luck this season, Rude Marnie. 
This is the Weekly Watch on Andy Raymond Unfiltered and it's feature interview time. Yep, feature interview time and I've got one of the good guys with me. This one though, he may have been telling porkies on his rego papers when it says he's 34 because I reckon he's been around a whole lot longer than that. See you, Soliola. Does the body sometimes feel older than 34 on a Monday morning after a tough game? Yeah, uh, 34 was actually quite good. Um, <laughs> I had my manager, uh, Steve Gillis, he always tells me he's like, I'm like 45. So 34 is actually quite <laughs> quite a compliment, actually. But um, yeah, no, it, it definitely feels, um, it's feeling okay. It's feeling okay. I'm not intact. I was, I was talking to our um, uh, strength and conditioning coach, um, Nigel Ashley-Jones, and um, I said, man, I, I thought I was going to break the other week, to be honest. And that was probably one of the first times in a long time, probably when I first started, where I thought that my body was yeah, was going to go into bits. But it's still intact. It's still good. Love it. Let's go back to 2005. You actually debuted as a winger for the Sydney Roosters against South Sydney in yeah. round one. What do you remember of your debut, mate? Um, the trial was probably the, the first one. Yeah. Um, I remember um, – we we got it. We got into a bit of a lead. Um, our trainer um, walks. Um, he was. He come out and he was like, "Oh, you know, I think you need to get one." Um, and then I did. Uh, but uh, what I really remember was um, when I scored the try, and I looked like a little little sort of baby, sort of looking up <laughs> um, its mother, like for milk or something like that, because I was like sort of hoping, it was sort of like that hoping looked like, oh, please, please. Um, thankfully, it did. It was a, it was a try. Um, the day was very fast, to be honest. Yeah. Um, right from uh, my parents come um, uh, and they, they sorted them all out with all uh, the tickets for the debut and stuff like that. And so it was just, um, it was um, right from the changing rooms to the end of the game, being at um, Bondi Junction at the Leagues Club um, afterwards. Uh, yeah, it was, it was very quick. Um, and what I remember after actually was um, talking to, um, you know, Cardi, um, who was there at the time. He was an assistant yep. coach and he was talking and he was, he was just having a yarn. And um, one of the things I remember was like, oh, man, just remember this time because your your career goes pretty quick, you know. You, you know, even though the day was... Um, it felt long at the time, but the, he just said your career goes really quick and here we are, you know, <laughs> 15 years later. That era at the Roosters, a bloody tough and physical football side led by guys like Adrian Morley and Craig Fitzgibbon and Peter Cusack. Yeah. Um, in all honesty, um, it was a it was a really whole new experience for me, to be honest, yeah. uh, to be in that, that sort of environment. Uh, you know, coming from New Zealand, I was, I was quite placid, quite relaxed. Um, and to really come into that environment where, um, you know, that was one of the biggest problems I had when I was a kid was I was, I was, I was too re- I was too relaxed. Um, probably a lot of probably us a lot of Polynesian kids have that problem. But um, uh, yeah, it was a very intense environment, especially um, ran by you know Freddie. Um, he really yep. drove um, you know the culture and the the mentality of on a day in and day out basis and then to have guys like um you know moz um yak um you know fitzy fitzy was very professional but um to have you know 
JC, even Jason Kalos, he was he yeah. was great, you know, and just see them how they went about their business. But man, they were very very intense. Uh, you know, they'd have their good times, but when it when it came to training, they were very intense. And um, you know, probably seeing that at a young age and where I am at now, um, you know, I'm really grateful to yeah. um, you know have that experience because. Um, probably a lot of the the ways I sort of go about my business now is probably from what I uh, learned from those guys uh, at a young age. So some wonderful games and some wonderful moments across your career. One of them, no doubt, playing in the famous centenary test match at the SCG and scoring a try. It was a very special game in the history of rugby league. Yeah, it was. um, It was was two tries that was... um, Crazy, um, obviously, Greg Greg Inglis's yeah. tries that um, that everyone um, knows and is well well documented. But um, yeah, mine was that was that was insane because that was probably um, one of the first games I played with um, Sunny Bill as well, and that was that was one of the uh, really exciting things about that. Um, Wayne Bennett, so I was helping out uh, yeah. Mooks, um, Steve Kearney uh, when he first took over um, the Kiwis as well. Um, and that sort of really laid a platform for the Kiwis um, towards the, um, the the back end of the year when they um, uh, when they won the World Cup. But um, that was that was um, it was a it was an awesome experience. Sir, you were at the top of your game, and then you signed a three year deal with St Helens. Sure, you'd had uh, a few shoulder and, and knee issues. Why Super League at the time? Um, it was. I think it was something I discussed with um, uh, with my manager at the time. Um, I was, yeah, I was, I was probably going through um, maybe a growth period is probably was what you, um, yeah. you could call it um, outside football field as well. Yep. Um, there's probably things that I was um, trying to handle um, on my own. Yep. Um, you know, I was just probably just needed um, a, probably a change. Yeah. Um, to, sort of um, get things sort of going again. Not to say that um, everything was sort of going downhill outside. It was just uh, probably, you know, just some things that I needed to um, sort of work on personally. And, you know, going to England, I thought, um, and having that discussion with um, Chimes at the time um, felt like a, a really good idea. Did you actually think you were done with the NRL and, and, and that was it? Or did you always think, yeah, I'll, I'll come back and give this another go? At that time, yes, I did yeah. um, because I, I went. We went on tour the 2009 tour over to England, and then I actually um, got the opportunity to check um, St Helens out at that time. And um, from that point on, I thought, oh, basically this this might be this might be it. Yeah. Um, even uh, having a chat to Dad, and even Dad was like, oh, maybe that might be um, that might be it. You know, and when when you come back, um, you know, maybe just see it out, yeah. and then just come. back. We'll, we'll work again. But, um, you know, as it has, it, it didn't work out that way. Five awesome seasons with St Helens. Um, how did the opportunity come for you to return to the NRL and return to Canberra? Uh, so uh, 2000, I think it was about 2013, start of 2014, I probably made the decision um to head back, yep. um, to come back. I, I just started a family. I just had my first um, yep. Israel. Um, and so probably the idea 
of, of you know of having kids kids over in England was probably a bit tough. Um, Dad was a little bit crook um, at the time as well, um, and so I thought, oh maybe it, you know if if I get an opportunity to come come back to Australia, um, I'll probably look at that because um, you know uh, I, I have heard some stories and had some friends over that have explained um, you know how how tough it was. Yep. Um, you know, being so so far away um, that they they talk about that, and so that's why I was like, oh, oh I might might make the decision to uh, come back. And how how it happened was, um, you know, chimes just put the feelers out uh, to a few clubs, um, and uh, you know, it was uh, Penrith and um, it was Penrith and Raiders actually. Uh, they were the first. Uh, well, they were they were the two that. Um, that I was I was probably fair fair dinking with, um, but um, having that conversation with Sticky probably uh, made made the decision a little bit easier. Um, I don't know if you guys heard the four and five drill that he always used to do, yeah. like four laps in five minutes and all that stuff. He was like, he yeah, that's I think that's what sold me was when he goes, see, so yeah, you know the guy I used to be at the Roosters and do all those runnings and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, yeah, I know that guy's pretty vivid and he was like yeah I don't do that anymore and I was like all right I was like where do I sign then <laughs> <Feel my back. laughs> so yeah that was cool so you were you were signed for your football but you were signed for your leadership off the field as well what do you see your role with the the Canberra Raiders on and off the field you know my mentality when I when I first came to the Raiders was obviously uh, performing and doing the best on the field, but off the field as well. A lot, I learned a lot from St. Um, the players at St. Helens, yep. um, the club in itself and how they were structured and run um, because they were such a, I think they were just a well-oiled club um, yeah. with a lot of background, a lot of history. Um, basically I wanted to sort of cut and paste what um, the positive uh, things I had um, over there Um over to uh, over to the Raiders, but yeah. Um, yeah, first and foremost, um, you know, when Rick spoke to me when we had that conversation about going to Canberra, he said there was a lot of young young talent, and and basically, um, I felt like my role at that time was to um, probably show, um, probably more so, first and foremost, probably show um, the intent, yeah, uh, my my. Uh, on on being there at the Raiders, you know, what I really try to do was sort of take a lot of the um, distraction. I wouldn't say distractions, but a lot of the pressure um, that maybe a few of the boys probably would have had in terms of um, what it, what it means to. Um, and so that's that's what I try to do um, here here at the club. Um, I like to think I've I, I done okay with it all, but um, yes. You know, um, so they can just solely just focus on footy um, because I've sort of gone through that process, you know. I should have asked this as the first question of the interview, mate, but how is that pretty face of yours after the injury you sustained last year? <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's intact. Yeah, I mean, I can still feel it. Like uh, in the cold and hot days when the weather changes, yeah. that's when I feel it the wow. most. It's with the plates and stuff, but it's it's good. Like I don't I don't feel it in contact or anything anymore. Um, probably the first Sharks game was I was a, I was a little bit wary about it. Yep. Uh, but now, no, nah, it's all it's it's all well and good now. You've gone around again this year in 2021. There is certainly something special about the Raiders side and the the potential of the Raiders side. If this was to be your last mm. year, do you dream 
about that fairy tale finish, the one where you wake up wearing a grand final ring? Always, always. Yeah. You know, I've, um, I've dreamt about that since I first come back here, uh, to be honest. Um, you know, 16 f- felt good. 19 felt great. Even last year felt great. Um, you know, and this, this year feels it feels even better. Um, but, um, you know, we, we understand what needs to be done. Yep. Um, the understanding um, of, of what needs to be done on a day-in, day-out basis mm. has just got better and better um, throughout my time here at the Raiders. And, and I think that's what's um, make, making the belief um, so much more is that the quality that we're getting out um, on a week-to-week basis, yep. yeah, the vibe the vibe's definitely pretty good here. We've been mates a long time. It is always a pleasure. Thanks for the chat, Uncle. <laughs> Cheers, Andy, man. It's been a pleasure, man. It's always good chatting to you again as well. Our sponsors, you are legends. These are the guys and girls responsible for bringing you the Unfiltered Podcast. We'd love for you to support those that support us. Griffin Air, Galaxy Finance and your jersey. Absolute Hall of Famers, the lot of them. Their company details are on our website. Check out Andy Raymond Unfiltered. .com.au and hit the link. That way we can keep doing what we're doing and you can keep listening to what you're listening to. Hey, legends, the footy is back. Here's my first tip of the season. Make it personal. Your name, your number on your jersey. Official licensed NRL jerseys, retros, polos and training shirts all in the one place. For the hard-running man, the cover-defending woman and the chirpy little ones that remind you of an out-of-control halfback. For an exclusively unfiltered deal, go to yourjersey.com.au forward slash Andy and put Andy in as your coupon code to get a free gift at checkout. Gear up, legends. 2020 was a really positive year for our guest on the watch. Welcome, Reese Robson. How do you rate year number one as a North Queensland Cowboy, mate? Oh, yeah, I think it was a great um, year just sort of getting up here and um, what's it called, getting to know a lot of the boys. They've all been really good. Obviously, wasn't the best um, year performance-wise. We didn't finish that highly on the ladder. Yeah. Hopefully, we can improve that this year. But um, I was just sort of happy to... Um, get a fair bit of consistent first grade under my belt and um, try to develop as a dummy half going forward. And um, How different are the new rules for a hooker? I mean, it's a shitload faster, meaning as a dummy half, you've got to get into position a whole lot earlier than what you used to. Um, yeah, I just, I'd probably just say, um, yeah, you've just got to be a bit fitter probably. That's probably the biggest thing. Um, and I guess that'll just that just comes with the more games you play with the new rules and that sort of thing. And um probably a bit harder preseason this year, I'd say. But um yeah, but other than that, no, I like the rule change. I think the quicker the game is, obviously there's more opportunities for a hooker and um like I kinda like to run as a hooker and yep. um yeah, so when the the quicker it gets, there's more tired bodies around, so um, a few more opportunities. It's obviously a bit tough when it's on the other hand and you yeah, getting a few sets against yourself, but um, no, nah, for the attacking wise, it's I like it. Mate, you mentioned the preseason floggings. It's a little different in terms of weather and humidity in Townsville. How brutal are the preseason flogging sessions in those conditions? Oh yeah, um, yeah, pretty tough. It's sort of getting used to the heat, but um, yeah, I guess it's probably no harder training wise than um, any other club. But uh, yeah. 
it's just doing it in 30 degree heat every day with the humidity sort of makes that a bit bit more of a different challenge i guess who's your crew up there mate who are you particularly good mates with oh i'm pretty good mates with a fair, fair few of the boys they're all pretty good but um yeah lucky enough to have a pretty young group up here as well as the older boys that are sort of around my age the likes of um Oh, me roomie, uh, Shane Wright and um, yep. Mitch Dunn live with um, Drinky there for a bit too, um, drink Scott Drinkwater. So, um, yeah, there's a fair few young boys around. So we sort of, as you said, kick it. <laughs> but, um, How would they rate you as a roomie? Oh, up there. Yeah, I'd be a great roomie, I'd say. Yeah, okay. Just sort of clean, clean, clean up after them all the time. Oh, you're full of shit. <laughs> yeah, maybe a bit. Finish off your footy weekend with a laugh and maybe an insight or two. Every Monday night during the season, we're on Facebook Live at 6pm Queensland time. You ask the questions and it's unfiltered. There's free stuff too. Check out the Andy Raymond Facebook page. Find the page with my shit melon on it and that's where we'll be live on Mondays. From the young to the not-so, the Legend series is a favourite. I absolutely love listening to the stories from yesteryear, the ones that make up the wonderful history of Australian Rugby League. If you haven't yet, Craig Bellamy, episode 27, 28. It is an absolute beauty. You mentioned Cameron Smith earlier. It's a 14-year working relationship. Are you mates? Is it coach and player? How do you describe the relationship? Yeah, well I, well, I think it's a bit longer than that now. I think it's about 18, 19 years yeah. now. So, um, yeah, so like I say, he's, um, I'm probably too old to be his mate. So, uh, yeah. I'm his, his dad's age, you know. So, um, but you know, I think we are mates. Uh, I think, you know, we've been through a, a lot together, you know, like footy wise, you know, and, and obviously when you're, you know, both of us have been at this footy club for so long, there's a lot of things that happen, you know, footy wise that, yep. Um, I suppose makes a relationship stronger, but also you know things off the field as well, where you know we're supporting each other, or sometimes it's supporting you know other members of the club, you know, when they've gone through a, you know a tough time. So yeah, I, like so, I think um, you know as far as the footy goes, you know we're always aware of like I'm the coach, he's the captain, and uh, he's a player, and you know obviously you know, my way of thinking the greatest players ever played the game. So, um, so, you know, we're, you know, I'm very aware of that. Uh, but having said that, um, I think because of all the things we have been through footy wise that, you know, we are mates. Um, Cameron might answer that a little bit differently, but, um, I, I think, you know, like I say, from what we've been through, I think, um, even though he's, uh, you know, 30 years younger than me, um, I, I think we are mates. And that's the cool thing about our library of interviews. They're all timeless, all of them. Just because you didn't listen to them at the time they were released doesn't mean they're out of date. The library is there to listen to when you're ready. Next week on the Legends series, fucking huge. One of the game's finest ever celebrates his 60th birthday and we're celebrating with the most complete and personal interview ever. Introducing the natural Brett Kenny. The term best natural footballer was often used to describe you. What does that mean? Does it mean you couldn't follow a game plan or does it just mean it happened? <laughs> Probably a bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I tell you, there were some times I couldn't follow the game plan. and um, But, yeah, I, I, 
things just sort of happened naturally for me. Yep. And and as I mentioned, my dad played baseball and it was just a natural progression for me as a kid. I played baseball in the summertime, rugby league in the winter. Yep. And obviously baseball, you know, hand and eye coordination is very important. And I think that probably played a big part in the way I I was able to handle the rugby league and, and yeah. the football and do things there. It, it, I was never one for really – Practicing a lot of things, I, I would do some things. Okay, but yeah, it was. I, I guess you know, in the book that I I wrote, it was called the Natural, and yep. I, and I guess in a lot of ways, that's probably what what happened. It was just a natural thing for me. Brett Kenny next week on the Legend series over three huge episodes. It's must listen. It is an unbelievable interview. Podcasts like you've never heard before. Why? Because they're unfiltered. And there's few more unfiltered than Greg Bird. And his story about his good mate Paul Gallen and how tight Gal is with money and what Gal will do for money is absolute gold. Right, Adam. So everyone knows Paul Gallen. Everyone knows Paul Gallen's career has been extended because he uh, he's now become a fighter. But it's more about that he likes money. It, uh, he loves his cash. Everyone knows Gal loves his cash. That's why he's fighting. Uh, but he loves his cash so much. We played a test uh, over in, uh, it was 2010, over at Eden Park. We got the captain's run um, day before the test. We're playing for Australia. It's not a little game. Um, and before in the sheds, um, he was he was rubbing Metzl, Metzl, DP'd on his legs. And uh, he almost missed the training session because I told him I'd give him $50, fifty dollars uh, if he rubbed it from his gooch all the way up, his old fella and his balls um, just before training. Uh, and he said, for 50, you do it. I said, right, oh, there you go. Here's a 50. And uh, he just did it straight up, thought it, would, was, it wasn't going to be an issue. Um we went out in the field and we were warming up and Sheenzy was asking, where's Gal? And I was like, I don't know, no one knows. And we were warming up. We might have got just to the end of the warm-up and Gal came out of the field. <laughs> and uh, and I couldn't believe that he didn't come, didn't turn up to the actual full training session because he was in there uh, putting ice on his putting ice on his balls uh, because they were on fire. Uh, and he almost missed a training session. I reckon Sheenzy. Hopefully, she would have dropped it for the game, but uh, that was definitely uh, a great uh, example of Gal loving his cash. Oh, I love it. You're listening to Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Want to be part of the team? We have both corporate and private sponsorship packages available. You set the terms. Check out the website at andyraymondunfiltered.com.au or send an email to Terry. That's with an I at andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. Yeah, beauty there. Now, Cameron Smith retires. Good on him, I say. Good on him for doing it on his terms. Who are we, the rugby league public or media, to make judgment on his personal decisions? His career, as good as I've seen, and if we're legit sports fans, I reckon we sit back, admire and applaud what he's achieved, not bag the bloke who is arguably the best and most durable we've seen or perhaps will ever see. Throughout my dealings with Cameron, dating back to his debut game in 2002, he's been nothing but a pleasure. 
He hasn't changed as a person, in my opinion, from day one to the final day. A lot of the modern day guys fans would term as greats have changed as blokes and for the worse, some of them now really average humans, including some of those that have been central to the calculated media campaigns against Smith. My hat's off to you, Cam. Well played. Good luck in the future, whatever that may be. Rabbitohs hooker Damien Cook has dropped on in. Mate, like to get your thoughts on how you look at your opposition. Are you the type that gets himself prepared by making it, I guess, a one-on-one challenge with your opposite number or not? Uh, to be honest, mate, uh, not really. I, I try and concentrate on what I've got to do in the game. Um, I love coming up against, uh, you know, the great hookers, you know, the Hodgson's. Um, you know, Smith, Coruscant, and uh, Harry, Harry coming up the, the ranks as well. We had a great season last year. So I enjoy that part of it, of um, seeing how I'm going against them. But focusing on them too much, uh, probably not. Uh, I just try and focus on my game and keep a pretty simple game plan. I find that's where I get into trouble sometimes is when I overcomplicate things and um, and don't have a clear, clear goal or clear mindset of what I want to do in the game. So, yeah, I'd have to say probably just try and focus on what I'm doing. Every side, it seems, has a natural rival. Obviously, South Sydney, Sydney Roosters is a a fabulous rivalry. Which team do you find it really easy to get up for because you see them as sort of a personal rival? Yeah, well, other than the Roosters, um, I've probably got a couple. I think, you know, the Bulldogs and Dragons just naturally because they're the clubs that I was at. So uh, there's nothing better than getting a win over your old club, I think. So I always want to play good in those games and do what we can to get the win. And... um, and especially because you, you've probably played with a few of those guys in those in those clubs as well. Uh, but the big one for me is Melbourne. I I know Bruce have been you know obviously won two in a row and you know but Melbourne won last year. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, I find them you know the toughest team to come up against, especially down in there. I think that's um, the most you know one of the most exciting games I have of the year versus them, whether it's at home or down at Amy Amy Park. It's just. Um, you know, you just want to get the win over the best teams. I think it'd be like someone coming up against, uh, you know, Roger Federer in tennis. Mm. You know, they're they're there. This is how you deal with it, I guess. Good luck on the weekend, mate. Thanks for the chat. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Want to win an unfiltered trucker's hat? Go to Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening and subscribe to the podcast. Then simply give us a five-star rating and review. Write whatever you want. We don't care. It's the stars that matter. Funniest weekly review wins the prize. Simple. It's that easy to win. This week's winner of the unfiltered trucker's cap is the mule, David Hosking. The former Manly front rower wrote a great review and he wins the cap this week. Thanks also to Troy Cass, Fiona 21P, Dumplins, Chocolate, 1977 Special, Snipe Adder, D Fitzy One and NB at 74. You are all legends. Make sure you're following us on social media, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at The Andy Raymond. Then you won't miss a thing. As I said earlier, Monday night, Talking Footy is back on Facebook Live as of next Monday. Pretty cool way to chat all things footy after the round. You ask the questions and guide the discussions. Enjoy the games, yell and cheer. I hope your team gets a win and I look forward to getting back into your ears soon, legends. Legends.